who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. You're listening to Pixels and Flesh, an Anderson Dexter novel written and read by M. Darusha Wayne. For more information, visit darusha.ca. Chapter 22 What are they doing? What can you see? Are they fighting? What's happening? I can't tell. Annabelle said, her voice hushed, as if they could hear her all the way across the crowded bar. One bubbly water and one rum? A server appeared with their drinks, placing them on the table. Thanks, Dex said, taking the opportunity to sneak a peek across the bar. It was definitely Renee and Jamie, but in the second's glance he got, he couldn't tell anything. I've got an idea, Annabelle said. Hang on. She blinked unnaturally a few times, and then got the far-off stare of someone online. Dex got a ping on his system, and he blinked over to see a link to a live vid feed. "'You're brilliant,' he said as he joined the feed, now seeing what Annabelle saw. His own face staring back at him was unnerving for a moment, but her attention soon shifted back to Renee and Jamie. She fiddled with the settings, and soon they were in sharper focus. There was no way to tell what they were saying, but their facial expressions were clear. Renee didn't look like his usual gregarious self, but neither did he have the expression of a superior reprimanding subordinate. And Jamie was the one doing most of the talking. I wish I learned how to lip-read, Annabelle said. They watched for maybe another minute, when Jamie stood from the table and reached out toward Renee. Dex tensed, but nothing happened except a short handshake, and then Jamie left. Dex broke the video link and stood. I'm going over there. No! but he was already halfway across the bar. Renee, Biagini turned to the sound of Dex's voice with a look of surprise, which quickly turned to a smile. Dex, I didn't think I'd be seeing you again so soon. What brings you... I saw you talking with Jamie Aristo. Dex sat uninvited in the chair vacated by Jamie. Renee nodded, the smile fading. Jamie is my responsibility. Dex sat there, unsure what to say. And? Rene shrugged, his typical insouciance showing through. I asked them if they or anyone they knew had anything to do with the attacks. You've got to be kidding! Dex forced his voice back down to normal range. It was bad enough that they recognized me. Surely they have to assume there's at least a chance I was at that meet on official business. But then you basically just tell them outright? The op is blown for sure now. What op? Rene said. 
there was never any chance of anyone spilling their big secret to a fresh fish like you. If you thought that, why didn't you say so at the meeting, before we got into this mess? No point. It was the only lead we had, so why not let it play out? I could, after all, have been wrong. Rene grinned at Dex, but he wasn't ready to forgive his friend just yet. Trouble in paradise? Miss Annabelle! Rene stood as if to move in for a hug, then seemed to remember Annabelle's preferences, nodded politely, and sat again. He gestured to a free chair, and Annabelle joined them. Renee let the cat out of the bag, Dex said. I spoke with Jamie, Renee said to Annabelle. I've known them a long time, and I trust them. Asking what they knew seemed like the most expedient thing to do. Besides, I wasn't about to harbor suspicions about one of my team without actually speaking to them about it. That's not how I operate. Okay, Annabelle said. So, what did they say? At first, they were pretty pissed off that I could even think such a thing, Renee said. But then their analytical mind took over. Jamie is a fine investigator. They saw how we could make such a connection. And? And they said no. Renee took a sip of his drink as if that were the end of it. That's it, Dex asked. You let it go at that? Renee shot Dex a look. It was a half-hour conversation, but it boiled down to no. No, Jamie didn't know of anyone from BBB who's ever said or done anything to make them think they might be involved. He shrugged. What else do you expect? Larson was right about one thing. You can't prove a negative. The three of them sat there in silence for a moment, interrupted only when a waiter came by offering to bring Dex and Annabelle's abandoned drinks over to this table. They looked at each other, then nodded. So does this have any impact on my plans for this meetup? Dex asked. Renee shook his head. Obviously, Jamie will do the arithmetic. They know you're a plant. But they also think that the work their group is doing is worthwhile and that others might agree. I think they'll let it play out. The drinks arrived and the silence went on. It was slightly more companionable now, though. Slightly. Annabelle broke it. When he hears about this, Larson is going to shit. The next two days passed uneventfully, but Dex felt like he was gearing up for a fight the whole time. He had arranged to go to a concert in M-City with his old friend Max, but he begged off at the last minute. He made an excuse about work, but really he couldn't stop thinking about what was going to happen with BBB. He was on edge and distracted, and if something didn't give soon, he didn't know what he was going to do. When his system finally pinged with a message about the delivery, he nearly wept with the relief of it. Annabelle found him flopped out on the bed in the middle of the morning, working on some deep breathing exercises. You okay? Mm. Dex mumbled, then let his eyes slowly open. I've been sleeping like shit, and every time my system has gone off, I've had an adrenaline spike. I am worn the fuck out. I know you don't like them, Annabelle said softly, but there are things to deal with that. Stims. Yeah, Dex knew. He'd even looked into what might be the right mix, but then the BBB people had pinged. He could tell already that now the waiting was over, he'd be fine. I'm good, he said, sitting up. The delivery's on, this afternoon. Oh, she looked surprised. I'd kind of assumed that it had been cancelled. You know... She made a vague gesture that encompassed everything that had transpired in the last few days. Me too, Dex said. I guess Renee was right. Hope so, Annabelle said, her voice light, but Dex knew there was a seed of real concern there. 
You want to come with me? He joked. Be my bodyguard? Funny guy. She wasn't even smiling. Sorry. Dex stood and stretched, chagrin competing with stress as the dominant sensation in his body. Like I said, I'll be glad when this is over. Well, there's some good news. Or, well, news, anyway. Yeah? We've done an analysis of all the Europa storefront attacks that fit the pattern. We think we figured out when the next ones are likely to happen in Nice. That is good news. I was sure there was a pattern, but I couldn't figure it out well enough to make a prediction. Annabelle nodded. Apparently it's there. The computer analysis came up with an answer. I haven't had time to dig into it. It looks quite complex. But I guess we'll see if it's right. The analysis says it should be tomorrow night. That's awfully specific. It gets better, Annabelle said. Analysis thinks it's going to be an empire business in Riquier. Dex blinked slowly. There is a very finite number of potential targets, he said to Annabelle's growing smile. Like, finite enough that we could theoretically have them all under surveillance. Her smile became a grin. Well, I sure hope your computer knows what it's doing. We'll find out. Now, better go get ready to do your community service. Seems kind of pointless now, Dex said. Like you said, worst case scenario, you deliver some stuff to folks who need it. Not the most terrible way to spend an afternoon. Dex kept Annabelle's words in mind as he walked to the meeting point. The message had said to expect user 923-N, the leader, but he didn't know who else would be there. He didn't know if Jamie would be there. He wasn't sure what to say to them if they were. Dex didn't like the feeling of being caught out as a spy. Surely Jamie had told the rest of the group about him. He still didn't really understand why they had contacted him after all. Regardless of what he'd said to Annabelle... He couldn't shake the feeling that he was walking into a trap. But to what end? He turned the corner and saw a familiar tall woman at the designated spot. User 923-N. He scanned the area, but didn't recognize anyone else. That didn't mean she didn't have backup hidden nearby, but Dex felt a surge of confidence nonetheless. He strode toward her, trying to look natural as natural as a modern urbanite could look given his implants and interfaces. She caught his eye as he approached and subtly nodded, then turned to enter a warehouse-style building. He paused for a second, then followed her in. The interior space wasn't large, but was stuffed with well-organized groupings of material. There were soft packages filled with what Dex guessed were clothes, boxes of food bricks and neutral water, individual sanitation units and carry packs some of the chiller zapper units Dex had seen in the beach community. In the middle of the space were two of those large maglev hovering hand trucks. Glad you could make it, 428-C. We've found a new group of people living in Montbaron. We'll be passing this stuff out, one of these per person. She gestured at the clothing bundles, one each of the rest per shelter. This community is mainly couples and a few small groups and a few more singles. So I figured three to one clothes to the other stuff. Got it? Dex nodded and began loading up one of the hand trucks. How many units total? he asked, nestling a sanitation unit onto the flatbed. Ten, maybe more, she said. Let's go for an even dozen. Dex grunted assent and kept humping goods. 923 was filling the other hand truck with great efficiency. He wondered how many of these deliveries she'd made. When they had loaded the trolleys, 923 sent Dex a map file he could overlay on his visual system. It showed a circuitous route from their location to a point among the trees of Parc de Montboron. 
This will take a few more minutes, but it will keep us away from the main street congestion. Concerned about being seen? Dex asked, then wonder if he'd blown it by asking the question. 923 didn't seem phased, though, and shook her head. No one cares about a couple of drones pushing cargo, she said. We've just found that it is actually faster to take the longer, quieter route. Okay, Dex said. Ready? She nodded and led the way out of the warehouse. Dex wondered if it was some kind of test to see if he'd abscond with the goods or abandon them. He followed, though, and in less than half an hour they had arrived at a surprisingly robust community hidden among the trees in the city's largest green space. Dex worked his way through the group, distributing the goods as efficiently as possible. He found it hard not to stop and talk to the people there. All of them reminded him of himself, had his life taken one turn to the right rather than to the left. Most of them were victims of layoff or firings. A couple were ideologically opposed to corporate work, and there were a handful of artists, writers, and musicians. When Dex encountered someone who fit the last group, he couldn't help himself, and tried to talk them into finding an outlet in M-City. It's not easy, he said to one woman, a painter. But you can make real euros. But I don't do digital work, she said, pointing at the small, colorful canvases leaning against the board walls. Doesn't matter, Dex said. I mean, digital is easier to sell, sure, but there are people who want physical goods, too. You can upload images or vid of the real item, and who knows, there might be people willing to pay for the digital versions. You kind of have to think about ways to expand what you do into other markets, but there are opportunities, and every little bit helps. She frowned. I don't really want this to become the same as working a job, she said, gesturing at her paintings. This is meaningful for me. I don't want it to become a commodity. Dex nodded. I get it, he said. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But let me send you some links. Then at least you have something to base your decision on. She looked unsure, but agreed. Dex sent her the files, then hurried to the next shelter. When they were done, Dex and 923-N took the hand trucks back to the warehouse. They dropped them off, and 923 locked up the building. So, she said. Do you really think we would have anything to do with an operation that ends up in ordinary people getting fired and ending up on the street? Dex flushed, even though it was an entirely legitimate question. I have to pursue the leads I find, he said. She nodded. Well, I hope you realize that this one was a dead end. She tilted her head to one side, a shadow of a smile on her face. Thank you for your help today, Anderson Dexter. If you're interested, we'd be happy to have you volunteer with us again. She left without waiting for a response, which was for the best. Dex didn't have one. You've been listening to Pixels and Flesh by M. Darusha Wayne. For more information about this and the other Anderson Dexter books, visit darusha.ca. Thanks for listening.